Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine with your host, Susan Weed. We're discussing our series on the 13 sacred trees. We've been discussing reed. We will be back in just a moment. Join us. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. And when we got there, there was 10 signed up to play. (laughs) 
And so it was all kinds of confusion as to when we're going on. But it was fun. We played a good show, and it was the second time we'd been on stage with our new guitar player, Laramie. So that was good, and it was a good workout for that purpose, too. So we got it was definitely a learning experience, and we got some practice in front of folks, I guess, if you will, you know, working out the new members. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Life is always willing to add a little adventure to our adventures, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Just just when we think we've got it all settled, life says, yeah, we'll try this. Yep. Yeah. And Reed, of course, as we've been saying, is about that. It's about groups of people working together. I was just saying today, I was reading the story about this woman uh, at NASA who is basically in charge of putting people on Mars. She works with... 18,000 employees who she directs, and I think it said 34,000 contractors. Wow. And that's what I said. I said, God, human beings are just so incredible (laughs) that we can get so many of us together to do things like, by 2030, we're having a human habitation on Mars. Just like that. We've just decided to do it. And like the reed, no one person could do this. It takes individuals who have a dream. But no one person could make this dream come through. True, like the reeds, we have to work together. We have to bundle together, get all of our directions aligned in the same way. We started our story of Reed by referring to Ellen Everett Hopman's Druid's Herbal of Sacred Tree Medicine. And I read you just a little bit about Reed from there. And then we've talked quite a bit about Reed's. And I wanted to to, uh, tell you more about what Ellen Everett Hopman has to say because it's so fascinating, the lore that she has collected. She talks about magical baths and that reeds were used in magical baths along with magical incantations, and that for a very, very special uh, magic, the physician would bathe the person in a spring with reeds as well as sing over them, and it is said that warriors would emerge completely healed from such a magical bath. We know, says Ellen Everett Hoffman, that reeds were used for thatching roofs. And I was talking about that last week. And in fact, there was a profession built around gathering reeds. Reeds were classed in the laws as losafedo, bushes of the wood, because they were economically important. And you'll remember way back at tree number 8 that I said, okay, now, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, you're going to say, excuse me, these are not trees. Not the way we think of them as being trees, but they are trees in terms of their usefulness and their value, and so that is why they are included in this cycle. Of particular interest, says Ellen Everett Hopman, is the use of reeds to administer medicine. The physician would use the reed as a 
straw to blow powdered herbs onto the back of the throat of a sick person. The Ogum says that Reed is a physician's strength and the physician's cry. The Mich und Och Ogum says it is the robe of the physician. And she says all of these help us to understand that the Reed provided direct medicine, provided the application of medicine, provided the bath that healed along with the chanting, and at one and the same time made the arrow shaft, which we also talked about last week, and how the arrow, of course, was capable of harming and hurting, and the reed was that arrow shaft, and at the same time the reed was what healed it. Ellen Everett Hopman says that Phragmites communis and Phragmites vulgaris are the common reed, but that there is also a rundu of Phragmites. And these plants grow in ponds and bogs, and they are ubiquitous in damp parts of the world. Every part of the plant is useful. The roots can be eaten raw or cooked like a potato. And they're best when they're gathered in spring before the leaves form. And then they are also dried and ground up to make a porridge. <clears throat> and there's a box here on this page that says, Caution, before eating raw leaves or roots of reeds, please soak them in a quart of water with a few tablespoons of vinegar or salt for about 20 minutes. This will cause any parasites or germs to come loose. Then you can rinse them and prepare them as food. <clears throat> the stems are high in protein as well as fat and carbohydrate and very, very sweet. In fact, the reed is about 5% sugar. The stems and stalks of reed can be boiled in water, and then that liquid boiled down and you'll get sugar. There's even a sweet gum that exudes from the stalks and stems of reeds and that people have eaten like candy. The young shoots of the leaves can be eaten raw or cooked, and they are also dried and powdered and added to flour as a flour extender. The seeds can also be eaten raw or cooked, and most frequently are dried, ground, and added to flour. The stems and leaves are very tough and durable when they become mature. Roofs thatched with reed can last up to 100 years. The stems and leaves of reeds are used for lattices and fencing to weave mats, carrying nets, baskets, brooms, and even for corks. Plant fibers from the reed are used to make string and rope, and the flowers yield a light green dye. And that's interesting to me because the flowers are the most amazing shade of purple. I especially love seeing this plant, which always grows in masses, when it is blooming because the flowers are very small and very light and they ripple in the breeze. And there's an amazing array of purple uh, shades. <clears throat> the leaves and stems are mixed with mud to make plaster. And the stems are also good for writing, for dipping up ink and writing. We might use inkberry, the pokeberries, in the area where I live, where there were pre-colonial time settlements. Some of the records, including the record 
of the first deed of the property that I live on. And these records were written in Pokeberry ink, and those records are still clearly visible almost 300 years later, <clears throat> whereas the ink that was used 100 years after that, the records have had to be recopied because the ink has faded away. So wouldn't that be fun to make a pen from a reed and your ink from Inkberry Phytolacca Americana, the berries of poke. Wow, it's amazing. Medicinally, indeed, medicinally, reed is a pharmacy from the bog. The leaves are used to drink, treat bronchitis and cholera. The ash of the leaves is styptic, that means it stops bleeding, and if applied to infected sores, heals them. We think back to the warriors arising miraculously healed after their bath and reeds. The flowers simmered in water make a tea against cholera, food poisoning, or other kinds of diarrhea. The stem of reeds helps to counteract poisoning. It is anti-emetic, stopping vomiting, anti-pyretic, checking or preventing fever, and refrigerant, lowering body temperature. The root as in many medicinal plants that are perennial, is considered the biggest medicine. It is a febrifuge, which means that it lowers fever, an antitussive, which stops coughing, a depurative, which means it improves the functioning of the liver, diuretic, increasing urination, lithotropic, removing stones from the kidney and bladder, sedative, and silalagog, which means increases saliva and thus, aids in digestion of foods, and stomachic, helping the stomach itself. Reed root has been used historically to treat those with diarrhea, fever, vomiting, coughing, thick, dark mucus, lung abscesses, urinary tract infections, and food poisoning, especially from seaweed. The roots are harvested in the fall and dried for later use. Native Americans and medicine people of all areas of the world have made use of the reed. The Apache used it as an antidiarrheal, decocting the root when there was a stomach ailment. The Paiute used the sugary sap against pneumonia, claiming that it loosened phlegm and calmed pain in the lungs. <clears throat> it's easy to see how physicians depended on reed in many ways that have now been lost from our druid medical pharmacopoeia. Certainly, we can say that reed is a very uncommon medicine now. As an herbalist with a lot of connections to other herbalists and much experience in the field of herbal medicine, I can honestly say to you I have met no one who uses reed as a medicine. Hmm. Now, partly because just about any plant out there that's astringent or has tannins <clears throat> can be used to check diarrhea. Applesauce checks diarrhea. Oak bark checks diarrhea. Blackberry root checks diarrhea. We don't, we don't need to look far for a plant that checks diarrhea. So going out in the bog, <clears throat> or there's, you know, likely to be, as Ellen puts it, you know, parasites, uh, and that's certainly true of watery places as well as leeches, mosquitoes, and other things, we're probably not just going to trek on out to the bog to get something to check diarrhea. Uh, perhaps 
the wound healing is the best of it because certainly the other aspects that it has are well well replicated in the plant realm. And so this is possibly why reed is not considered such a powerful medicine. Now, my my kind of guess on it is that reed is a good food. I've never experimented with it as a food, but my guess is that it is a good food and that while it was being harvested for food, people harvested some for medicine as well. And let's see mm. what Ellen Everett Hotman has to say to us about spiritual aspects of reed. The Celtic goddess most associated with the reed is the great goddess Brigid. Known by many names across the Celtic-speaking world, Breed, Brigit, Brigade, Brigantia, Brigadu, Brichta, Brixia, Brisha, Brigandu. The root of her name, Brig, means high or exalted, and is found in many languages from England right into the continent of Europe. Brigid was the goddess of sovereignty for many tribes and was the most popular and venerated pan-Celtic goddess. Brigid's stories and traditions were later grafted onto a Saint Bridget or Saint Bride in Christian times. Brigid's mother was Boan, the cow goddess of the moon and of the Boyne River in Ireland, and her father was the Dagda. Brigid was a triple goddess, one of three sisters, each named Brigid. Her spheres of influence were poetry, smithcraft, and healing. She was a patroness of the Druids and Bards and was especially associated with healing wells and springs. The later St. Brigid of Kildare was born of a Druid father and a Christian mother and was sold briefly to a Druid poet from whom she probably received training. She eventually converted to Christianity and became the first Irish nun, forming the first Christian religious community for women in Ireland. Her sacred fire temple was located at Kildare, Kildara means Church of the Oak, and a perpetual fire was maintained there by nuns, a mirror of the perpetual fire of the Archidruid and the light of St. Blaise, St. Brigid. It is a place where people would come with questions and to seek healing. The nuns would scry into the flames to divine the answers of what they needed to heal. St. Brigid's Fire Temple continued to be maintained after her death in 525 of the Common Era and was tended faithfully by nuns until extinguished by the Pope in the year 1220. It was later rekindled and lasted for another 400 years until the Protestant Reformation shut it down. Thankfully, This flame has been relit in recent times, and nuns are carrying on the tradition of tending the flame once more. There are also numerous pagan and druidic groups that tend the flame worldwide, honoring Brigid in her ancient guise as goddess of healing, smithcraft, and poetic inspiration. Every year at Imbolc, 
on February 2nd at the Fire Festival that honors Brigid and the lactation of the ewes. Equal armed crosses are made from reeds in Brigid's honor. These crosses predate Christianity and are a version of ancient sun symbol fitting for a fire goddess. Once made, the cross is hung on the front door or in the byre to bless the people and the animals. Another custom is to leave a mantle outdoors all night on Imbolc Eve. It is said that a brigand will pass by and bless it. The mantle can then be used as a healing cloak all year long. One can also leave a bit of cloth outside an Imbolc Eve for Brigid to bless. The cloth is then brought in the next morning and torn into strips, and these strips can be tied to any sick person or sick animal. What wonderful uses for reed, a plant that grows all around us, a plant that is very common, and yet a plant that many of us hardly even notice. I started out by talking about reed as the tree or the plant of the 12th lunation, the lunation of groups of people coming together to create large ideas to manifest and bring into reality those large ideas. And then I talked about how we have found that that reeds are capable of removing um, hydrocarbons from water, that they often grow in waters that we would consider quite polluted, and the reed breaks down the hydrocarbons into hydrogen, carbon, and anything else that's there and simply puts those elements back out into the ever-changing swirl of atoms. The water coming out of the swamps is wonderful. The reeds themselves are not polluted by what they have done. And we think about that then also in terms of working with groups, how it is that human beings can learn to work with people who are different than they are, who look different than they are, that we can find a way to come together in that group and to take away the things that are different, the things that make us different, and to focus instead on the things that bring us together, the things that make us strong. When we devote our lives to understanding how human beings can work together like reeds, then we wind up by building a very strong building. You remember at the beginning I also talked about the story of the three little pigs and that it surely makes very little sense to us when we hear the story and we say, oh, that little pig is building his house of hay. Isn't that silly? Of course, in some earlier versions, they note that the pig wouldn't build a house of hay and say the pig is going to build his house of straw. And yet I strongly suspect that in the original version, this house was built of reeds. It was thatched with reeds. Reeds were mixed to make a mortar. It was daubed onto reeds that made the walls. Reeds were made into mats, which made the flooring. Reeds were woven into baskets and chairs and a variety of things to both be food, gather food, hold us, hold our possessions. 
read is a truly amazing, useful, and magical plant and well worth it being included in the trees of the 13 moons. On your travels, did you see any reeds? I have, and because and there's some water near my house, and so there is a little bridge. There was another little thing. My friend who knows plants pretty well, my guitar player I mentioned, Laramie, he said there's something else in the reed family that's on the ground, and it's just like on the grass, and it has little leaves around it, and it's just a little tiny like stalk that kind of sticks up. Um, I never really gave it much thought before, but he said technically they were in, uh, I guess, a cousin in the reed family or something like that, and he said you can eat the leaves too, so I, I was curious about that. But um, So, yeah, we saw some some reeds, yes. Yes, those wetland environments are quite fascinating. There's burr reeds and there's sedges. And the sedges and the reeds look a lot to the eye that is glancing at them as to be looking like grass. Especially this time of the year when the grass is sending up its flowering stalks and we see that like stalk of the grass coming up. And this is how I was taught to tell the differences between the sedges, the reeds, and the grasses. And if you think of a flowering grass stalk, you will see that there are elbows or knees or joints in it. This is most obvious in the grass bamboo, where we can very clearly see these joints in the growing stalk of the bamboo. And just so, not in the leaf of the grass, but in that flowering stalk of the grass, we can see these joints. So the grass is jointed. The reeds go round. In fact, some people say reeds rush round because they want us to think of reeds and rushes as being similar things. And sedges have edges. Sedges also, like the reeds, like the grass, flowering stalks, have these stalks coming up. But if you feel the sedge stalk, it actually has three edges, like um, a triangle. Hmm. Now, in general, all of these would be safe to eat if prepared in a way that would make them safe to eat. What I mean is that we're not looking at, oh, there's some reed that's terribly poisonous, or watch out, there's some grass that's going to kill you. Right? The sedges, the rushes, the reeds, the grasses, they're fairly safe plant families. They provide food, they provide material for weaving and building and so on. In fact, all grass seeds are edible. The grass seeds that we mostly eat are wheat, rice, corn, rye. Those are all grass seeds. But any wild grass seed that you can thresh, meaning to get the hard outer coat off, and then roast and grind will be food for you. This is one of the arguments that I have in general and have had in person with the author of the Paleolithic Diet because he supposes that Paleolithic people didn't eat grain simply because they didn't grow grain. 
but it's pretty obvious from looking at the grain-grinding teeth in the human mouth that there are far more grain-grinding teeth than anything else we have, and that we have long, long, long been grain-eaters, and that we, in fact, probably developed a whole range of skills and tools for harvesting, threshing, grinding, and ultimately cooking those grains. Similarly, the sedges, the reeds, the rushes, all of these seeds have been experimented with by human beings. And when it says in flower mixes, what I found is that with the wild seeds, I may not be able to harvest a significant amount of any one wild seed. I certainly don't have a wheat field full of it, although with the Phragmite seed, it can look like a wheat field. But that I mix them together. In fact, I mix them with my cultivated grains. And perhaps this year I will harvest some um, seeds from the reeds and start cooking them in with my rice and see whether or not I like them, whether or not it's worth the effort of getting into such a wet environment to harvest those seeds. I'm also going to be harvesting a lot of amaranth seeds this year, but amaranth is not a grain or a sedge or a reed or a rush. It is a leafy plant. So it, although it is often thought of as a grain, and certainly the seeds are edible, and we're talking about eating the seeds of plants, it is not technically speaking a grain, and that grains, technically speaking, have to be the seeds of the grasses. And with that, we have just about come to the end of our half hour. Certainly not enough time left for us to jump into the tree of the 13th moon, which is Elder, and we're going to have a lot to explore with Elder. This is an intensely magical plant. This is a plant that has a lot of uses and a lot of research done about it, as well as looking at um, all of the associations with Elder and it being in the 13th place, 12 being the number of the patriarchy because it is divisible, because like the bundle of reeds, it is strong, but it can be divided up 13 being the number of the matriarchy because it is a prime number and it is indivisible. So it is even more than read, the strength of the group, the strength of the community. And this, to my mind, is very much a woman's skill and how perfect it is that this woman is coordinating the efforts of nearly 50,000 groups and individuals toward putting a human presence on Mars within the next 15 years, 2030. It sounds like a long way away, but it's only 15 years. Wow. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much for providing this forum for me to share, and I have such a great time here on the Main Street Universe. Good night, everybody, and green blessings. All right, good night and green blessings, and thank you for joining us as well. And we love having you. And I want to remind everyone we have the return of Brett Hillman coming back as a host. And tomorrow I won't be on the air with Main Street Universe, but we'll play a rerun. Speaking of Ellen Everett Hopman, she contributed to our guest's book, uh, Oberon's El Ravenheart, with his grimoire, The Apprentice Wizard. And we're going to replay that rerun tomorrow. So thank you all. And 
Herbal medicine is people's medicine. Have a good evening. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.